Welcome back to the Travis Says Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron, and we're going to be talking to you about how fear can keep you still. And how it takes courage to try something new and to put yourself out there and take a leap, take a risk. We're going to get into all of those things today. Welcome. We hope you guys had an amazing Christmas, a happy holiday. We're still coming up on the New Year holiday, which is always fun. I, I always love New Year's. I always have big ideas for it, but then when I get down to the nitty gritty, the fear keeps me still of, I don't want to leave. No, gosh, no, I don't want to leave the <laughs> but house. But I always want to do something. Well, I feel like the last couple of years, our routine on New Year's has been to get some drinks, tequila, and <laughs> to bust out the whiteboards and to have a fun, like creative brainstorming, new goals, new ideas, and kind of map out the next year. And that has been my favorite way to spend New Year's. Like, I don't want to go out and about in like the crowded bars. Like, I no. literally have no interest in that. No, and I, I mean, I thought about it the other day and I was like, it'd be cool if like some people from the gym that we know we're doing like a, a gathering for New Year's and like there's people around. Like I, I thought like, huh, that sounds pretty cool. But then I was like, yeah, yeah. but then I don't want to drive and I want to do our whiteboards because it is my favorite part to erase everything that we've had for the year and start over. Yeah. Yeah. I have zero interest in leaving the house. Okay. Like I feel like I've turned into... That guy on the TikTok? Yeah, that's like, no, being in my jammies with a whiteboard and like a tequila or a filthy martini and talking about goals for next year is my idea of a rockin' New Year's. Totally. And this year we'll be watching uh, the Ryan Seacrest one because we watched the Miley Cyrus one last year and we were like, what is going on? It was something in us that we were just like, where's Ryan Seacrest one? The the old Dick Clark one. That's I've always grown up watching that one and so I didn't watch it last don't you remember last no. year? You don't remember I blacked out from all the creative fun. Oh my god, we were like so upset about it that we didn't watch the the ball drop with uh, the Ryan Seacrest Dick Clark one. But Dick Clark's no longer there, but I have no okay. no idea. Anyway. But fun fact, every Every single year. So we've been together for 15 years. We have spent 15 New Year's Eves together. And every single year, Aaron has videotaped... Wait, what? You're bringing up bad memories. You have videotaped the ball dropping, where we were, who we were with, what was going on from 2007. Yeah. That's insane. Well... To now. Yeah. But I, what, I, you lost it or yeah, something? Yeah, so I, I put all of those onto an external hard drive, and we were in Bali, and <clears throat> I put my hard drive through the TWA, opened my backpack to grab the hard drive out to work on some things, and the cover had blown off, and I lost all of the footage. That was our wedding footage. It was everything. What? All of Bali that we were there our first time, all of that was gone. Thailand, all of it. I must have blocked that out because I totally forgot. Don't you about remember that. in Bellingham, I tried to um, call a company to see if I could retrieve it, and they said it was going to be two thousand dollars, and they couldn't guarantee that I retrieved the footage, and so we were like, we don't have the money to put it in. So we that. have none of those years left. No, <gasps> they're all gone. What the fuck? 
Yeah, that's why I said the bad, bad memories because I was going to put a compilation together, yeah. especially with like social media now because there wasn't social media then. It wasn't as popping as it is now, right? But can you imagine putting a TikTok together of literally 2007 from the first New Year's we spent together to now being married this long and every single year we were in a different place? Yeah, I just, I don't care about putting, I just want to see it myself. I oh, love right. having those memories, like, look to look back oh, on. There's, so now, some, there's some wild ones. Oh my God, I know. Like, Don't you remember God. the infamous year? Uh-uh. Where, you, where sadly you thought Dick Clark was drunk and, and you asked why he they would put him on TV if he was drunk, but he had just he had like a stroke. Wasted. No, he had just had a stroke. I know. But you were like, yeah, you could hear you in the background. Like, is he wasted? Like, why would they put him on TV if he's so hammered? And then everybody's like, Kimmy had a stroke. I had no clue. Like, no. what a dick I am. <laughs> I Oh my God, we've had some fun years, that's for sure. But and anyway, with that, I, oh, with that well, coming up, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say something. Well, go ahead. So, thank you. Um, that it used to be like back in the day when we were younger. <laughs> that New Year's Eve, we always did like when we lived in Florida. I guess we should say like not really since we've been traveling, but when we were living in Florida like full time. So we had like our group of friends and that kind of a thing. New Year's was always this big buildup, right? It was like, we're going here. We're going to do this party. We're going to like this bar that's doing this themed thing. And it was always like this really big deal as like most, like you kind of work up to it. It always ends up being a disappointment. Someone's fighting. We're fighting. People are wasted. My knees are blowing out. Like it always like ends up being just like a disappointment where now that's why I'm just like being home in my cozies safe I'm done like totally. happy as a clam totally yeah no, maybe I mean, is that just because we're older now yes. I don't know yeah it's what all the the young bucks do yeah the wildcat yeah I mean I, literally <laughs> I was I was I never told you this but I was talking to a guy in at work and I was just like dude it's crazy that you guys are so close to the you know ball drop and it's something that I've always been, like, interested in, but never wanted to go and be in the crowds and the whole thing. I've always heard that people spend 12, 13 hours standing in line and there's no bathrooms. Oh, and, hell no. And there's no alcohol allowed, so you'd have to sneak it in. And then, like, what's the point? Because if you're drinking, you, there's no bathroom. So, like, people are, like, peeing around the area. Okay. I mean, like, no. Yeah, that's the inside to it. But I've always said that I've wanted to have, like, a really cool, like apartment above to like watch the ball drop or not an apartment but like a party inside where you could see the ball drop in Times Square but this guy was literally talking to me and he said I haven't seen the ball drop in like 25 years he literally falls asleep before the ball drops and his family wakes him up to like say happy new year and then he falls back asleep but he was like I haven't been awake for the ball drop in 25 years. Okay, midnight's not even that late. That's what I was saying. So, like, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. I freaking hope not. I mean, I have been going to bed at, like, 8.30 every night for the last couple of days. But, like, I, I can rally to midnight. Yeah. I will say that we just spent the holidays, um, or, like, two days in New York City experiencing the holidays in New York, which has been Epic. a bucket list experience we've wanted to do since like the day we met, right? And I always dreamt 
about spending a New Year's Eve in Times Square with the ball dropping. Like I always thought, oh my gosh, that would be so cool, yeah. so cool, so cool. Until then you learn about like <laughs> what it's actually like and all the crowds and like that just sounds miserable. But when we were in New York, we went through Times Square and we actually got to see the ball and where it's gonna happen. And we were like, this is so crazy that in a in like a week, there's going to be thousands of people that you can't move and you're just standing there in like the 10 degree weather, just yeah. standing there. Yeah, and they're expecting rain. Fuck no. I'm, but I'm happy, like we actually got to go see it. Like yeah. we saw the ball for the first time in person. That was a vibe. Now we're gonna watch it on TV drop from the coziness of our home in our jammies with our- um, Whiteboards. But what's it called? Markers. Uh-huh. And that, I wouldn't have it any other no. way. No, okay. it's, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I will say just for a uh, house cleaning thing, this will be the last episode of the new year. We're, well, yeah, we're taking next week off. Yeah. So there will not be a new episode next week. That's all I got. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for Is a Is there anything else? Um, oh! Officially, Whoa. officially, officially, this happened this morning. Aaron was pooping, and I was looking at our email. I saw it in there. I know. I saw it was opened. Uh, we officially received our trademark for Travses, <sighs> which, oh my gosh, like it just was this feeling because we've documented this on the podcast, like if, you, if we go back of just how challenging that process was for us and how expensive that process was and all the steps and... You know, from having the backpacks originally being in route to... Ha- uh, Gapped. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you're right. Gapped was the Gapped. first logo on the backpack. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we had to strip all the bags because we did not get that trademark. And the Gap Incorporated sent their lawyers and said, cease and desist now. Right, which is why we didn't get the trademark. So, like, right. that, like going... So, having to strip all of the bags... And then trying to find like a new name and all like it's just been such a process and you know getting a trademark is never guaranteed um you could you could do the, our lawyer did all the research and basically was like you know you have a 98 percent chance of getting this it's not being used right now in commerce like it's not whatever and so that's why we move forward with it but until you actually get this piece of paper the certificate the cert how do you say certificate. certificate from the united states trademark patent and trademark office until you have that in your possession nothing is guaranteed so there was always that very small percentage that we would have had to strip the backpacks again change the name rebrand which change the website url yeah oh my god which i knew that wasn't gonna happen i just had that feeling but you just never know so seeing that certificate this morning it's done it's permanent nobody can take that away it is our, like, Trav Sess is ours in all the categories that we want. Nobody else can use that name. And it's official. It's official. And it's so crazy, too, because it's just like, like Kim said, what we went through to get it. And it, it's funny because I was getting at something and I totally just lost it. But the, oh, this is what I was going to say. What's crazy is, is what we've missed is we applied for this in May of 2020. One, mm-hmm. May of 2021. It usually takes six months, but due to the pandemic, we just got it today. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a long time 
to one if you had to put your business on hold but if you wanted to guarantee that you did it and not have to make all those moves to strip everything and, and figure out everything and all the money that would go into that but it's like that's nuts that a year and a half goes by more than that it's just the process yeah i know it's crazy yeah so it's a risk when yep. you when you go for it and say you know what we're just gonna push forward yeah <laughs> oh which kind of even like is a segue into what we were gonna talk about today on the podcast yeah. um but yeah we it's officially ours hallelujah let's celebrate head over to i'm com and check out the official Trav Trav says, says backpack yep Trav says merch traveler school all the things and we will never have to change the name. Nope. There's, it's funny because we have like old t-shirts that say like Gap to Travel. In or like, Travel. Yeah, it's like those are like vintage, right? And like just knowing all the names that we've had and now just knowing that like Travcest is ours and that we're never, ever, ever going to have it taken away. Um, it's so cool. Yeah, it feels I good. I love that. And... When we were getting the trademark, originally we were unsure if we wanted to move forward with Travcess because we loved what the name represented, like obsessed with travel. But it was kind of hard to say and spell. And we're like, is that going to be tricky? Like, we, we aren't sure. And But we just went with it because there was a great guarantee that it was going to get passed through. And we loved what the name meant. And so we, we move forward with it. And now I can't even imagine another name. No, totally. Travcest is our name. Yeah, I'm Travcest, the community yeah. of it, the meaning behind it. Yeah. It really fits. It fits us. And if you have trouble saying it, well, then just keep saying it until you figure it out. Just practice. Yeah, just practice. Travcest. Easy. T-R-A-V-S-E-S-T if you want to do the yeah. pronunciation. Travcest. Yeah. Tra- like, like incest travcest great way to like you know put that mental picture <laughs> invest invest in travcest yeah perfect invest your money go buy a backpack yeah. we'll see you later yeah. <laughs> thanks bye only you would go to <laughs> what about obsessed oh uh, yeah that's probably a better yeah instead say. of incest i don't know why that word just like clicked in my head it's weird Icky. Okay. You should look into that. Okay, let's get that out of our minds. All right, okay. let's move on. Let's get into the apps. Okay, so if you okay, where do we want to start? So yeah. if you were talking about you know how it's easy to kind of stay settled and not. And to stay safe and not put yourself out there at all or take a risk or try something new. Take a leap, right? That's trying something new takes a lot of bravery and courage and faith and just being able to say, I'm going to give this a try. And if it doesn't work out the way that I thought it did or I thought it will or I hope that it will, I'm still going to go for it anyways, and I'll figure it out from there, right? I can pivot, I can redirect, but I'm at least going to give it a try. And this conversation came up because if you listened to last week's episode. I don't think it was last week. Two weeks ago. We announced. Um, yeah, a couple a, weeks ago. A big, a big life change and pivot and transition from taking a step back from 
the tra the safety of, of the travel life and the travel money and all of the things and heading back home to Florida to work PRN and to focus on growing Travzest and working PRN and for that stability. Like we really need some stability right now. And also the flexibility of being able to not be trapped in a contract. And well, uh, uh, good. I'm almost done. Okay. Finishing this off. But all of that being said, that is a huge leap for us and a huge transition. And it's it's taking us very far out of our comfort zone financially. And while it feels exciting and it feels right, fears started to trickle in as they do when you're about to do something that's different than your norm and out of your comfort zone. And so yesterday fears were coming up for both of us and it started kind of this conversation which then led to tears 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 from both of us and then also just this whole idea of like the of what we're talking about yeah totally and i think it's crazy if you really think about it because whether that's for you you know listening being full-time and saying i'm gonna start traveling because that's the closest thing i can relate right now to that feeling of oh my god what are we doing this feels weird right like but we have to do it and we've talked about it to infinity in the, on this podcast about we had zero pros except one and all cons when we decided to travel yeah yeah and it was like that fear it's it still i can feel it right so wherever that is on your pendulum of life right but what Kim and I have realized is we've almost taken it lightly to the fact that like we've lived this unconventional life for so long that it has become so normal and has actually carved that neuropathway in our head that we feel that this is actually easy. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. It is a fast way to be financially stable and we've changed our, our lives completely from traveling. So now that is our like safety safety net that's our ripcord which like, is funny because it used to it used to be a big scary leap and now it's become safe correct it is the most efficient way to make money a good amount of money and to be able to like what do you want to do do you want to do anything you want like let's just do it all i gotta do is just show up for work the next week like no big deal and this move is triggering those feelings again and it's a lot deeper I will say that you mentioned something this morning that I've never realized in 10 years is we've always talked about the freedom of healthcare traveling and you are free after your contract for as long as you want. But you're right that when you're in a contract, you're almost more locked in than you are when you're working full time. Yeah, hundred percent because you can't just take time off. Right. Obviously there's times that you can like request days off and this and that, but most of the time it's like when you're working three months, you're working those three months, you try not to take time off unless you have to, right? Because that's just the way that it's set up. So with us, you know, with this possible TV show that we have next year and all the other things, like we need the flexibility to be able to say yes to things and not be so trapped where when we were PRN, you have a lot more flexibility. You just don't have the stability of travel pay, right? And so 
all of this stuff was coming up yesterday and fears were coming up and we're like, are we making the right decision? You know, we don't, we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to put ourselves in a position that we have made another big financial mistake that is setting us back. Right. And, and so it was like that feeling of trying to, to lean into your intuition. Like, is it just these fears that are coming up because it's getting real and we're about to jump really far out of our comfort zone again and fears are normal with that and nerves and things come up that you have to process and work through and like get to the root of where it's coming from? Or is this like a warning sign that, hey guys, this isn't the right decision. Don't make this move. This isn't right. And sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference. It's skewed. The lines are skewed. Yeah, because there's emotions involved and there's money involved. And let's you know be honest, like money is the the biggest cause of a lot of anxiety and fears, right? If it's not about the money, then there's no fear there, right? You can figure out anything. So um, we are trying. We are we are in this talk of like trying to figure out where is this coming from, and. You know, we talked about it, but then we also had to like, just go take some time and, you know, turn inward and try to connect to what, where were these feelings coming from? And, and it ended up being that it was a fear based, it, it wasn't a warning bell because sometimes you do get those warning bells, right? Where it's just like, this is wrong. This is wrong. We've had that before where we're just like, okay, I think we need to redirect because we have like alarm bells going off saying, don't do this. This wasn't that, but we weren't sure at first if it was or not. Right. right? And, I, and I think a lot of people have, you know, you've built different patterns to, you or techniques, I'll, I'll use techniques over patterns, to figure those things out, right? If you've taken that time. We have. And one of my techniques is I said, okay, I relinquish this plan. And what's a better plan? Come up with a better plan. And I work that way. That's how my mind works. So it works for me. If you want to use it, use it. But it does work. And so I started to say, okay, uh, I, I don't have to go PRN. So what, what's next? What sounds great? If you could just clear the slate and write out what is best in the best case scenario, come up with a plan. And I literally couldn't. Right. Everything that I did was like the best plan is to do what we're doing. And I think a lot of it like... You know, full transparency, Kim and I have done this before and it failed tremendously. Mm -hmm. And what I told Kim this morning, I was like, if you really look at it, we took a leap before we were ready. Does that have a lasting effect on us? Absolutely. Like to say that that's not relevant and present in my mind of like, we can't do that again. Like old story. we had mm -hmm. one shot or, you know, we did it once. You can't do it again. Right. And that old story is replaying and that feeling is replaying. And I can remember sitting in that office that we created with all of our Ikea furniture that we put on a credit card. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. We have to bail. And that's a big deal. And I don't want to feel that way again. So that old story is playing in my head. But what I love about it is literally almost five years to the date, we're doing this again. And we have totally transformed our lives and really set ourselves up to make this successful. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't about the old story and the fact that we have been living a very lavish, comfortable lifestyle for the last five years on from that mistake, 
like that's the shift, right? Like, don't want to make the old mistake, and our lifestyle is going to have to change. Our lifestyle will have to change, of course, because there's always give and take with everything, right? Like, but what we're getting in return is so much greater, too. But I think that that's a good point is, like, keeping this old story, right, it puts you in this fear-based thought of, like, but what if that happens again? It's happened before. What if it happens again? And just because... You have an old story of something not working out doesn't mean it has to be the new story, right? We don't have to carry that stuff with us time and time again. Like that fear is like trying to hold you back from taking that next step, right? And so it's like when we really evaluated, we're like, we're in a completely different place, a completely different situation. We learned so much from that. We would never put ourselves back in a position like that again. And so you have to talk through it, right? And I think with anything that you do, right? I, I talk to a lot of, of a lot of travelers or people who want to travel and they're kind of in the process of making that step or they've signed their first contract and they're so excited, but they still have the fears and the nerves and the like, oh my gosh, wait, what am I doing? Like what if I can't do this? Why am I blowing up my life? Why am I leaving? Like what am I thinking? What if it doesn't work out? What if I have to crawl home and people are like, haha, well not haha, but like yeah. Failure. Yeah, like, oh, you, you... We told you so. That's the worst. Yeah, like, all of those things come up, and and that's so normal, right? It's like, and I always say that to travelers, and it's like taking our own advice, right, is, is that is so normal. You are not alone. It is fears and nerves or anxiety, overwhelm is always going to come up when you are about to take a leap into something different, right? Like, your brain is trying to keep you safe. That is its job, and it's like... And it's starting to go off and buzz and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you like ruining this perfect safety net that we have here? Why, why are you disrupting this? I can't handle it. And so it's like trying to bring you back to keep you safe. That's its job. Yeah. But if you can be aware of like that's actually what's going on. And when you can weigh out the fact that like, okay, yes, there's some nerves, there's some fears, but... Above all of that, there is the opportunity, there is the excitement, there is the mentors and the teachers that I have helping me and guiding me, showing me that this is possible, right? And like clicking into like all the things that are actually real and actually true, that can silence or at least lower the volume of the fears and anxieties because I don't know if they'll go away, but all the other stuff leaning into that helps you from being paralyzed from taking that move right making that move totally and i and i think that there's there is two distinct styles of people right and there's no right or wrong answer to this and there's no right or wrong camp to be in but literally what you said if something tragic happened god forbid like and you couldn't do anything right? Like your life has completely changed and you're sitting there reflecting, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy that says, I gave it my all and I went balls to the wall, head first into my dreams and into like making that decision to showing up for how I want my life to look? Or did you just want to stay safe in fear? Right? It, either way. Right. And I think asking yourself that question is so powerful. And like, that's what we did, right? Is, 
is like if you're at the end of your life, you know, are you going to look back and be like, I'm so glad I stayed safe because I had my safe bubble around me. I had my routine and I felt great and I'm very happy with that. Or are you wanting to, and I want to be the person that's like, I was brave and I was bold and I went after things that I felt passionate about and I was excited and I took leaps and I, I put myself out there. Right. Even if it didn't work out, I tried. And I think that's the most powerful thing is a lot of times, too, we when you put yourself out there in big ways, like and in big ways is just, again, trying something new, changing your life up, you know, starting to travel or whatever it is. Like when you're putting yourself out there, you're welcoming in judgment, you're welcoming in attention that people are watching and if what if it doesn't work out what if like it doesn't go the way you thought and that can be scary but at the end of the day I would rather be the person taking the risk and trying something and maybe it doesn't work out and you have to like redirect and pivot and try something new but I'd rather be that person that's like fuck it I'm gonna be brave and give it a go and I don't care if it doesn't work out because there's gonna be something better on the other side than the person who's judging you who is just staying safe and playing safe in their life and never trying something and never putting themselves out there I never want to be that person who just stays safe their whole life ever totally and i think from the neuroscience point of view it's really interesting if you think about it right because once you decide like we decided we're like we're going right in in five well five weeks four and a half weeks you and i are packing this place up and we are driving the u-haul u-haul down to florida and we're working prn we're pot committed does that mean that fears are going to stop no But from the neuroscience point of view, I do think it's interesting, right? Because we had the conversation and we were like, what are we scared of? Like, what is it that we're scared of? And we were like, the financial aspect of things, our life's changing, lifestyle changing. But what's the alternative? Healthcare traveling isn't going anywhere. And so if we go in and we make a big mistake again and we get ourselves in a predicament, we always can pick up a contract and start over again. Right. Like that is so from the neuroscience and your brain saying, like, I'm trying to keep you safe. I feel like if you play that scenario out that we're going, oh, my God, it's scary. But we can always just say, you know what? This didn't work. And let's pick up a contract to get back to the safety and the efficiency. Although we are drawing a line that's saying we're doing this for a year. I don't care how much my brain hurts or how much fear is there, we're doing it for a year, period, right. end of story. Well, right, yeah, and I think, we and we always say that too, is what's the worst thing that happens? You end up right back where you already were, and for us, like, traveling is always there. It's always an opportunity. It's always a way to make a lot of money to rebuild your life. So if worst case scenario, we give it a try, we lose everything, which I do not think is gonna happen, but if that was the worst case scenario, is it even really that scary to think, okay, well, we can travel again for another year and rebuild everything because we've done that before. We know how to do it and we can do that if we need to do that. We have those skills and we have that opportunity, right? And so really it's not that scary if you're, if you can always go back to where you already were. And in our experience, we've taken a lot of quote unquote risks or leaps and Not everything has worked out the way that we thought, but we have learned 
so much from each thing, right? Whether we wanted to do more of something or less of something or, you know, the challenge that came from that and or the, the huge mistake that happened, we've always learned and I've taken those lessons and applied them moving forward. So I feel like even if you quote unquote fail or it doesn't work out, it's just you gathering information and lessons and continuing on your journey to the next thing, but everything is kind of leading you to another thing and another thing and another thing, and it's all okay. Like, you're always gonna be okay. We're never gonna be, you know, out on the street. You know what I mean? Like, so what's there really to be scared of? Right, and I think it's like the death of a dream, right? Like yeah. that's Like, those are things, like feeling out of control, um, those are things that, that pop up. And I, and I think, too, like really hammering down, and we, we talked about it this morning where we said, if you actually isolate your fears, remove those fears, does this plan sound good? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a way of really isolating, is this the wrong move or is it just fear keeping you still? And when we were like, okay, take your fears out of it, put yourself in that position, Minus in the fact that you said, okay, we have all the money in the world. We hit the lottery and money's not an issue. Would you still do this? And the answer was an emphatic yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Which so is telling. there's your fear. Also, everything that we've ever tried to put ourselves out there, right, has been scary yeah you know whether we're when we started traveling right that was scary but then it clicked in and became a new normal right we're now leaving traveling is scary right it's funny how that happens it's like it just becomes a new normal and then something else comes up or when we started our like fitness business and we started doing circuits you know around the bay area and like we were putting ourselves out there of like well what if no one shows up and guess what there were times no one showed up we didn't die we just did our own workout and it was okay like we put ourselves out there and then there were times people did show up and it was like you know it's like the worst case scenario is nobody comes and maybe you feel a little bit embarrassed but then you just do your own workout it's like it's all okay but we tried like that was the point is like we tried we did something that we felt passionate about that we wanted to do and we went for it and we tried well how scary was our first healthcare traveler training oh my god going live petrified oh my gosh yeah the yeah the the first time speaking on stage at travcon we did or we did the round table how scared we literally stayed in our hotel room all day all day because we were petrified of like what if we flop right like what you know what i'm saying like and then speaking at newbie boot camp and like that feeling and like look at that now right right and then the podcast going out on youtube Putting videos out on YouTube, it's like all those things were super scary. Starting Travis, like building a backpack, like all well, those right. things and were. It's like with the backpack, right? Like that was a, a a vision we had for something that we really wanted for ourselves, and we thought this is such an incredible resource for travelers, right? To be able to have everything you need up front, safe at your fingertips. It's genius, right? It was what we wanted. We're like, how could we, like, we came up with this idea. This is brilliant, right? And then 
all the the resources, the money, oh. the time, the learning, the obstacles, the challenges, the failure, so much came from that experience. And at the end of the day, we kept moving forward because we truly believed and we were excited about what we were creating. But we could have put the backpack out there and it completely could have failed where nobody bought it. People did not like the idea, not like the way that it looked. And it could have been an absolute failure. Luckily, it was not. And people love the backpack and the backpack sold and people were telling their friends. And it's like, we've gotten such great feedback. We've also gotten negative feedback that we've had to implement and take in and decide how we want to move forward with that, right? But luckily, you know, in general, the backpack was a success. Thank God. But if it wasn't, if it completely failed, say, right? I would rather have had it fail, but look back and be like, you know what, but we had this idea and I'm glad that we went for it because what if we didn't? I would rather go for something and see the outcome than always be on the fence wondering, well, what if we would have done that? What if we would have tried? What if we would have taken that chance? The what ifs is what like eats Kills you it. away. Yep. It's like, go for it, give it a try. You'll get feedback, right? And then you can go from there, but you're never gonna know until you just give something a try. Don't spend time being what if, what if, what if. Get into action. Clarity comes from getting into action and trying something. You never know until you go. Right. We say it all the time. I just wanted to bring this up because you were telling that story and I had this flash of emotion. Do you remember sitting in Palm Coast when we had just started with the idea? We were so excited. I couldn't sleep at night because of how excited I was for this idea and the backpack. And then it was like the design, I was able to put it together in a, in a way that like could be transferred to a design thing. We literally met the designer and then fired one of them because that wasn't working out and then literally met the other guy. And then he says, it's gonna cost you $14,000 to build a prototype. And you and I looked at each other and we were like, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. We can't do this and literally, we had that conversation and you were like, I would rather figure this out and go for it than never do it because we would be wondering what if. Yeah. And the minute you said that, it all started to come together. Well, maybe if we just make the straps and then we have the backpack made somewhere else and like it, we figured it out. So it wasn't $14,000, right. but it was like that gut punch right there at the beginning made us question can we even do this with right. the resources that it takes to build something and manufacture something and prototype something? And right. we literally, from the first week, right. almost let it go. Right. And then having that talk, we were like, no. Like, we have... It was like that like that feeling when we said we were going to travel. It was like, we knew in our guts and our hearts, we're like, we have to do this. It was just that feeling you get. And we knew we had to do it, so we had to get scrappy. And we had to figure it out, right? Yeah. And and we did. And even looking at Amazon, right? We we were going the route of selling our backpacks on Amazon because that is what we knew from mentors that we followed. That was the path that they went. And so we felt like, okay, we'll follow in their footsteps. And and that is so that was our plan. And that was an epic fail yeah. right like amazon was an epic fail for our backpack like we sold a shit ton of bags 
but because of the business model and structure, like it, like Amazon took so much of the money out that our our listing kept crashing. There was we put so much money into like the rules of Amazon on all these different things, like of uh, your seller's rank, and you can't sell out all these crazy the pay per click, the advertising. Yeah, it was such an epic fail for. And it wasn't a failure because we had success and we sold a lot of bags and we got a lot of feedback and that showed us, it gave us proof of concept because people were buying the bag and they were loving the bag and we were getting a lot of feedback. So it was a success, but we realized this is not the business model. And then we were like, fuck, we just spent thousands and tens and tens, tens of thousands of thousands of dollars on this and what a fucking mistake like yeah. we were devastated like we were devastated because we're like if we would have started from the website from the beginning it, and selling it on oh. our own away from amazon it would have been a completely different experience and so we were frustrated and we were like we we messed up like this is a disaster. Amazon is a disaster. We were just having so many challenges with the platform and there's nobody you can talk to. And it was like this whole thing. And so again, having that moment of feeling like it was a mistake and a quote unquote, I wouldn't say a failure, but just like, damn, why did we choose this path? It then allowed us to pivot, right? Okay, we're not we're not going to not sell the backpacks, but let's pivot to our own website. Let's make our own brand. Let's we're not an Amazon brand. That's not what we are. Like Amazon's for cheap knockoff shit. That is not the Triumph says backpack. That is not our platform. And so we had to pivot. And that took a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of time, energy, but we learned a lot and now we just launched on our website a month a month ago. We launched up Black Friday. After all of that, Right? And there's so much like, just like, I don't even know that, like just energy and frustration that comes with the whole process. But like we learned so much and we pivoted when we felt like what we were doing wasn't the directed direction we wanted to go anymore. And like, that was okay. We figured it out. Right. And I think like really touching on that, like obviously it triggers into the fears of like that was a huge financial shot in the chest. Yeah. I mean, I've never spent that much money to then be like, what do we have to show for that? Other than really good feedback and proof of concept. And it was fun. Right. But it's also like hammering in. Not only was that money spent to, to get us where we were. There's also the back end money spent because of Amazon's rules saying that if you run out of stock, you lose your ranking. And so we were like getting loans and getting the, the money to build up our, our inventory, which now we realize, God, we don't even need to do that. So it's insane. Right. Like, so the point, yeah, the point is, is just like pivoting, right? It's like we had, we learned mistake, we learned from mistakes that we never would have learned if we didn't get into action, right? 100%. And we pivoted and redirected and figured it out when it was time to do so. And I think that just goes in with everything in life. Like, take the chance, get into action. If you feel something, you want something, go for it because you're not gonna learn about it or if it's for you or if it feels right by sitting on the sidelines. 
you are going to figure it out when you're in it and you're going to figure it out. And that to me is a life lived of being brave and going after what you want and, and creating the life you want to live and saying yes to things even when it doesn't necessarily work out. And like, it's all okay. Well, and it's like what we reference where it's funny how healthcare traveling was so scary, but now it's our safe place. And then you take all of these things we've learned in business, which seems so scary, but now it's like, oh, we've, we've figured that out. So now the next challenges aren't as scary, right? You learn. And it's funny because I've referenced it so many times, but I got to say one of the most inspirational movies I've ever watched is Look Both Ways. <laughs> it's like, that's a good one if you really get away from the foo-foo kind of like you know movie of it and look at the deeper meaning of it it's insane to see that like whatever path you take if you believe this you will come to the end result of the same spot right you might have taken a longer route or a shorter route but you're going to learn along the way and you're going to end up at the same spot mm-hmm. right and that's what's happened to us like we knew that we should build on the website. That's what we wanted to do, but our mentors were telling us go Amazon route, but look where we are now, right? We took a long route, but we've realized that there's no more in our heads. What if Amazon would have taken off, right? Like we did everything. We were on the first page within the first month of our launch. That's unheard of, especially in the backpack world. Mm -hmm. We had a hundred reviews within the first couple months, which is huge. Like that's insane. And so we did it. We went hard after it. But look where we are now. I and mean, it couldn't be any better. Right. Right. You learn as you go through getting an action. Just a lot of money. Even, God. yeah. God. But you know what? It is what it is. Like, there's always risks in everything that you do. Right? Even like, for instance, like with Traveler School, right? Our course. It took no money for us to film that, to create it. Okay, like very minimal. Like we had to have a platform and like some different things, but very minimal money. So it wasn't this huge um, financial risk like the backpack. Okay, because that was financial. You have to have upfront money for a physical product. And that's what's stressful about a physical product. Um, Because if you don't sell them, you don't make the money, right? So we're fronting the money, you know, up front. Where, of course, is time equity. There's absolutely no money that goes into it. So we had this vision of wanting to create this course for travelers because we felt like there wasn't anything like it on the market. And we felt like we had a lot of knowledge to share with travelers that would help their experience. And we love courses. We learn from courses. Yeah, that's how we learn. We're students of courses. And we thought we should create this course to give to travelers. This is genius. This is what we would have wanted as new travelers, right? That was our thought process going into it. And then it just became, okay, well, we have to spend a lot of time creating these lessons, writing the lessons out, filming the lessons, editing the lessons, getting it out there. And what if nobody wants it? What if not one person chose to enroll in traveler school? And that isn't a financial loss. It, it, it's embarrassing, I guess. It's you're an putting- emotional loss. Hey, you're putting yourself out there. Nobody cares. Nobody wants it. Nobody's buying it. Um, and yeah, that would be like, damn, we just wasted all of this time and like we didn't get anything in return. That kind of sucks. Um, luckily, again, that was not the case. Like people love Traveler School. We're obsessed with it. We're thanking us for creating it because there was nothing like it at the time. That being said, 
I'm so, even if not one person bought the course and we were like, damn, well, that was a fail. I'm so glad that we went for it because if we would never have gone for it, we never would have known what would happen. Now, here we are almost a thousand students later. What if we never would have went for it because we were scared that what if no one buys it? Right. But we went into action and we fucking did it. Okay, one more. <laughs> just because, like, I, I feel like what you just hammered home, but this is a real deal because what we've been talking about are successful things. Look at the gym and the the gym membership website that we built. Okay, yeah. Epic fail. Epic fail. We literally hosted a launch party. Hold on. Go Let ahead. me just give a quick background of what okay. it is. So... Way back in 2016, 2015, Aaron and I were really into health and fitness. We had changed our lives, you know, together and got healthy and lost a lot of weight. And like, we're really into like health and fitness, which we did a whole podcast episode about our own journey with it. You can go back and listen. It's like one of episode four. Yeah. Um, and And so we were really passionate about it, which then led us to want to become personal trainers because we're like, ooh, like let's inspire other people to like get healthy together because it really changed our own life. And so we start, we created, well, that's when we were doing the circuits, right? Around um, the Bay Area. You also went a year of school. Yeah, I, I did. I got a nu- uh, nutrition coaching like certificate. I went to the IIN and did all of that, which again was something I was super passionate about. And still what I've learned from that, I apply to my own personal life today, right? To our lives, to how we eat, to how we show up, all the things. Um, so we put a lot of time into that and it was something we were passionate about, which then led us to start these circuits in town. We bought kettlebells and ropes and all, we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on all this equipment and we were going around and doing these classes, right? And sometimes people would show up and sometimes they didn't, but we went out there and we tried every single weekend we would do this. And then we started having people come over to our house and we would train them And which then led us to realize that we didn't want to be in person. We would rather do something online. So we spent all of this time and energy and money building this online platform that we called Get Fit From Within because we were like health and wellness is an inside job, right? It begins from within and and comes out physically, which is what we still believe and how we totally. But we were like, okay, we're going to have workouts. We're going to have a nutrition like guru. We're going to have the relationship corner where we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to have the spiritual corner where we're going to talk about spirituality. And then we're going to have the self-love corner that's going to be all about self-love. And every month we're going to put up a new video. And it's going to be this portal, this not membership. Only, not only that, do you realize that I filmed over 300 individual movements so I could work on form with people so that they would know how to perfect their form to get the most out of it and filmed all over 300 individual movements in the garage. Yep. And the amount of time that it takes to do that, to edit it, to think about it, and then help people build their own templates for their workouts that they could take into the gym and do with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking genius. And we painted the garage like lime green. That poor lady. And then you would just go down there for like hours and hours and hours. But it was like amazing that you 
like you were teaching the proper form. Like everything about it, we're like, this is genius. It was too this much is, work for people. Oh my God, it was, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. There were so many avenues to it, so many things. And we're like, this is the best membership ever. Like get fit from within. We spent like a year creating this. Oh yeah. Locked in our apartment, filming. Calling into work. Oh my God. To film. We were just like completely committed. We're like, this is going to be big. Like, oh, yeah. This is huge. <laughs> I was literally outside on the swing, sitting there just bawling in tears because I was like, this is going to be the most successful thing ever. And I can't, I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. I love that. Yeah. For you. The belief was strong. Well, okay. But... So we did it. We had, again, we had a, a vision, a passion, a desire to do something, which again, nothing has ever really changed. Like even no, when we look back stuff. at like the spiritual corner, the relationship that it was like, we always wanted to share from our own experience to hopefully make it a positive impact in other people's lives of just kind of what we're learning and going through ourselves. That was always our vision for everything. And that's transformed over the years right but like podcast yeah youtube right but it was always like that was the foundation and so okay the get fit from within the platform is built we are ready to go this is going to be a blowout knock out of the park like keep like your hat on we're like about to take the fuck off like yeah this is insane so we throw a party okay at our house now here we go so we do a webinar launch for our Give it from within platform, and then are hosting a launch party to follow. We catered food. We had people over. It was a whole thing. I even went as far as to set an alert on my phone so that when people purchased the membership platform, it did a cha-ching sound, and it would come through the speakers so that every time people heard it, they would be like, whoa, Yay! another sale. Yeah. And I thought that we weren't even going to hear the music because it was just going to be ta-ding, ta-ding, Like ta-ding. all night. Just totally. making it rain all night. Totally. So we launch our webinar. Three people show up. No, I think one. Not for that one. Three people showed up. One of them was our business coach. The second one was her assistant. And then it was just one other person. Okay. We go through... Come to find out, I didn't even put the link to purchase the membership site on the webinar. So we're sitting there and nobody's buying it. Not one. We're like, okay. What's going on? Like, this has got to be a mistake. And so we did realize that I missed the link. So I hurried up and fixed that. Still, nothing. nothing. Not one person, well, our business coach at the time bought it. Yeah. Um, And then the next weekend, so that was whatever. So we hosted the party at our house, like a physical party for like our friends at the time that we were living in uh, Palo Alto and we had been there for a while. And so um, we had like people from work come over and like we had trained. Yeah. Like our best friend was living there at the time from Florida. So we had this party. We're like, wow, guys, like this, this is going to be a crazy life changing moment. Literally not one person, not one person. I'm saying at the party. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Not one person bought it. And they're like, cool, guys. Like, cool thing. We literally, our best friend was wasted. And we, like, literally took out her wallet and made her <laughs> buy. <laughs> We're like, give us your credit card. And I, I put her on a no-cancel plan. <laughs> She's like, cool, guys. 
she literally called us like three or four years down the road and the membership site no, was no it was longer not, present no. and she was still getting billed. Yeah, we're like, you're buying it. Like, no if, ands, or buts. On top of that, it was a $30 product. $37 product. That was our first mistake. That thing was like so valuable. I think we like cheapened it because... That, well, we weren't whatever. into like, yeah. The point is, is that that was an epic fail that we our expectation was that oh my god thousands which i don't know where we were thinking we were getting thousands of people we had no email list no social media presence nothing no audience other than the people we had trained which which was like like 15 people not even yeah like you know so it was like i don't know where we thought but we're like oh the word's gonna spread really quick (laughs) because this is awesome and so to have it be zilch it was like such a blow to our egos to our confidence I remember the next day we were just like so bummed. We had all this leftover food that we spent like hundreds of dollars on. We're like, we'll make it back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. Okay, hold on. The the one thing that we have never had is a lack of confidence. That's true. Let's be Which honest. Which I think is important. You should. Yeah. I I have always felt I don't give two flying fucks who's sitting at the table. I could sit at the table. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I've always felt that way. Like, it could be the best entrepreneurs in the world, and I feel like I have something to offer. And I still feel that way. So I've always said that, I mean, in a, in a way, I need I needed to um, stifle it a little bit. And, like, in a way of, like, bro, you can't think that you are going to be a millionaire on the first night of your business launch. When you have no When audience. you have no audience and nothing put to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But I think having confidence is so important it's the big it's like it's the faith right you have faith in what you're doing which comes back to kind of all the things we've been talking about it's like having faith and taking that leap right like in that moment we had this grand expectation for what we thought was going to happen and it was the absolute opposite it was the most epic fail we have ever done or ever experienced and we were so disappointed we were like why like you know, what is this? We put all this time, all this money, like so much went into this and it was a fail. It was also embarrassing because we had, we, you know, made it look like it was going to be this huge thing. And it was like, you know, our family's like, so how'd the launch go? We're like, uh, like, you know, nobody bought it. And it's like that it's embarrassing. You feel like you failed. And we're just like, damn, it was just like, it completely brought us down and it was disappointing. But Again, if we never went for it, we would never have known, well, what if, right? And that also made us realize, like, we kept at it. We kept going. And, you know, eventually we realized that we wanted to pivot out of health anyways. Like, that it was more for us, but, like... Not for others. Yeah. God. No, I was just going to say, I wanted to just wrap up with, like, what we learned from it. Because that's the big thing, Right. Because of that, we built our first WordPress site. We had somebody build that. So then I was back there managing and building pages and and figuring out how to do that. So I learned WordPress. So I knew how to build a website. I also edited thousands and thousands of videos. Thousands. I mean, it, it was crazy the amount of videos that were on that website. So now I learned how to edit. So where did that come up 
big YouTube, right? When we wanted to go on YouTube and edit videos and how we wanted to do our online course, I knew how to edit the videos and put them on a platform and, and figure that out. That all came from that. I we, learned how to blog. Yep. Right? I had never blogged before. I wrote so many blogs about nutrition for that course. We learned to go live. We had never done a webinar. We had never gone live before, like a face-to-camera thing. Like, we had never done that before. Yep. Um, we what, started Instagramming our workouts yeah. and doing, like, what we would say is reels now. Like, with our workout movements and things like that. Yep. You would do a daily post yep. of, like, a new movement or something like that or a new nutrition fact or how to build a smoothie or like we started on it got us on social yeah to like figure that whole thing out right and it, it was like again we didn't just die there too i wanted to mention remember we went hard in seattle and we're doing workouts in the parks and people weren't showing up and then i was trying to sell it to the people that i was working with at harborview mm-hmm. and people bought it mm-hmm. and then we literally were sitting in our apartment not experiencing seattle because we were trying to build so, I mean, we still went hard for it, like, another year. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we went hard with it. But I think the point is, like, we learned so much from that. And we took, so what is perceived to be maybe a failure, at least from what we thought was going to happen, we learned so much that we then took and applied it to future things, right? And I think that's, like, kind of the overarching message right is just that everything you do is you're learning and you're you're getting feedback and you're going to pivot you're going to redirect you're going to take what you've learned apply it to the next thing leave what you didn't want or didn't serve you behind and you're going to keep it moving and that's what life is but if you always just think or you just wonder or you just kind of like, well, maybe you're never going to actually know what the outcome is going to be. The only way to do that is to take a chance on yourself, listen to your heart's desires, take the leap, give it a go, give it a try. You're always going to be okay, right? And you're going to learn as you go and get more clear and redirect. But I would rather live a life in motion even when the current is like wild and crazy and the waves are crashing and you're just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm kind of drowning. I would rather live in that than just like this placid, you know, safe, flat lake that you're, you're never of a fear of drowning or a big wave coming or something, but it's fucking boring because mm-hmm. nothing changes. You're just safe in your lake floating it's like that's not the life that I personally want to live I want to go big live bold live out loud make mistakes along the way but be like damn girl like at the end you went for what you wanted and that to me is like yeah I, I think exactly what you said like I mean I couldn't say it any better that was like awesome I was actually moved by that Thanks. no it was good it was great but I will say too like looking at the whole picture of where we're going right the fears of the financial and all that kind of stuff really if we paint worst 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 case scenario we burn a bridge that we can never return to we lose travcest right it it goes under we can't support it anymore right those are the two major things because we'll never be homeless we'll never not have food and i will add to the travcest and the burning the bridge 
we might not be able to go out and have crazy experiences that we've had any day of the week that we want to go do it. Or so just those spend are, frivolously. Spend yeah. fr- those are the three things that are big that honestly do not lead to our health and safety. Mm-hmm. We will always be provided for and taken care of in some way, right? It just might come with those three things having to leave. Right. That's it. Right. Right. And we would probably burn a bridge before we would lose trap zest. Yeah. And that's the thing is, it, it it's like, yeah, it's not even that scary. And us sitting here now, even with the fears, even with the, well, what if we fail? What if we don't make it? What if this is a huge mistake? Well, we're, we're never going to know that answer. Right. You'll because we feel in our hearts it's the right thing. We're going to take the leap. And if it doesn't work out, we would never know that sitting here in these chairs wondering about it. We're only going to know by going for it. And we will figure it out along the way. And it's all okay. And it's like, who cares what other people think from the outside? Who cares? Just like go for what you want and figure it out as you go. And that's what we're going to do because there's no other way to live life. So let's nothing. leave it at that. Done. All right, guys. Well, hopefully this inspired you in some way to go Helped after you. something that you've been thinking about. And we hope that you have such a beautiful New Year's and transition into the next year. If you want to take our New Year's Eve tra- transit or tradition and maybe just sit down and write out some goals. What are the things that maybe you've been wanting to do but haven't taken the leap yet? And just get clear and, and with your intentions of, of how do you want to feel next year? What's one thing that you really want to do that you keep putting off? And just go for it. And I will add right another section of if you could literally close your eyes and every fear that you have is gone, what would it be that you would do? Yeah. Like if there was no, if you were in an air vacuumed thing that there was no obstacles, nothing in your way, what would you do that you're not doing now? Mm, I love that. And then just keep it. Yeah. And maybe you start acting on it. Yeah. No, not maybe. You will. No, you will. But I'm just saying like when... You get there, right? Yeah. But it's just good to have. A hundred percent. I have so many papers in my purse and like in my backpacks of like different goals and things that I want to do and achieve and how I want to feel. Like I find them all the time. Like, oh, look at this. Like, I love that. Another thing is, is on our computers, we literally have a travel TV show on our vision board of our computers. And that's been there for years with no leads Nothing really. We made that on New Year's Eve. We made it on New Year's Eve and look at where it is now. We literally were laughing about that two years saying we need to take that off. Like why did we even have this? This is so silly. I know. And look what's happening now. And now we're getting a TV show. I mean, (laughs) the power of intention, the power of dreaming, the power of believing in yourself and your heart's desires, the power of getting into action and just going for it. Yep. So much power. All right, take your power into the new year and let us know, you know, if this worked for you or what you've done or what you're struggling with or the fears, like definitely please reach out, let us know because we'll be doing this together. Like we're going for it in 2023 and hopefully you are too. DM us at Kim and Erin G. Like we love hearing from you guys and what you guys think about the podcast and we will see you next year. Next year, baby. 2023. Woo!